0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Food Podcast Network, We're brought to you by
1: YakX, for all your fine quality kayak fishing accessories. Go to yakadjects.com, sell it in cases, coolers, and lighters. Go to television.com. And the one five three bait Company for all your hard and soft needs Go to the one five three anglers.com. So join with me as together as we dive into the tips and techniques that will help make us better anglers out on the water. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Powell and Finn Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Lavery, and I wanted to thank you guys again for joining me tonight. Uh, tonight's uh, guest uh precedes me on the paddle and fin podcast uh i went back and looked uh we had him on in february of 2000 or 2020 which is about two weeks before i joined the podcast so uh this host has been on paddle and finn longer than i have um sadly enough but uh kidding of course but uh happy to have bill schultz back I wanted to uh bring back the Smalley Expert. Um uh, his numbers back in 2020 were absolutely amazing. Um and uh Bill you kind of inspired me to start keeping track of my fish. I started last year. I had 273 fish as of the end of last year. Uh, Super. as of in one year and um so my count has started. Um I don't think I'll ever come close to catching you. Uh what what's your numbers like right now? <laughs>
2: Well, um, and, 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 you know, keeping a log. Okay. I did an article a couple of years ago and I joked about how growing up in the YMCA in Madison, Wisconsin, my dad ran the YMCA's, all the big weightlifters kept what they did in their log, in their loose leaf notebooks. And then I swam at the university of Wisconsin and I kept a three by five card in my wallet of all the yards we swam in every practice, uh, then I began my racquetball career that is still going. It's, you know, five and a half thousand matches and, you know, all that stuff. And and uh, so I kept a log. So I joked that I'd get back into fishing in 1992. I guess it's obvious I'm going to keep a log. And so catching my first smallmouth bass in May of 1994, um, I'm sitting at uh, 26,737 um, and all but about 500 have come since 1997. So 25 years, uh, about 26,200 or 300. And you noted your year, uh, my best year ever was 2007 with uh, 2,048 smallmouth. And I will tell you that this year I I did 2,583 smallmouth. So I blew my own one-year record out of the water by 500 smallmouth so I I jumped from uh, my goal of hitting twenty five thousand this year, which I did on August third with a four and a half pounder in Lake Michigan and Sturgeon Bay, to um, you know thirty eight days later hit twenty six thousand and bang I ended the year at uh, that big number. So my here's my my deal I, I, I'm retired. Do I go nuts next year? Spending a lot of time into my waiters, to be real honest with you. Do I try for 30,000 next year, which would mean I'd have to do about 3,200 plus smallmouth in one year? I, I don't think. I But I think by the next year, maybe I'll do it. So, Sean, there's a long answer to your short question.
1: Hey, that's all right. That's all right. I was thinking um, when I, I listened to the recording again uh, shortly before tonight's show, uh, back in February of 2020, I think you were sitting at 23,000 and change. So, I mean, you've made leaps and bounds in that short two-year span. Well,
2: you know, the, the fun thing for me is, I, obviously, I'm competitive. I am a you know, Big Ten swimmer. Um, I'm in the All Hall of Fame in Wisconsin. <clears throat> and so, for me, I'm not a, you know, I don't have a problem with some types of tournaments. The kayak tournament's and immediate release. <clears throat> but for me, my competition are my numbers. So, that's what I do. I get out there and, you know, and the other thing is, hey, as I'm getting older, keeping track of all those fish, it really helps. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Keeping just the, the act of keeping those logs, I think, is is, you know, a great mental exercise. And just, you know, um, when you're on the water, how do you count? Do you have a counter that you click off or it's just no. all?
2: No, I don't. And I, <laughs> I was just going to joke that I'm really good with just myself. Um, and I'm not too bad when there's one other person either waiting or kayaking with me or whatever. Um, but uh, a few years ago, I, at my small night out event, I gave away a day, day with me in door County. And that was tough with two guys. So I told them they had to keep track of their own, (laughs) but no, I I pretty much, you know, it's so ingrained in me. I just, I just keep track, you know, number one, two, three, four, five. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm going along So I don't, I don't lose concentration and all of a sudden go, geez, where was I? You know, was, was it, God, was that 10? Or was that 15? So I guess having done it, you know, really keeping a log since 1992, when I got back into fishing, it's just, it's second nature. So that's, that's just how my, my mind works on the, the water.
1: Ours kind of started as a competition between me and my old co-host, uh, at the beginning of last year, he, uh, he decided to make a little, you know, wager to see who would catch the most fish. Um, unfortunately, he, you know, left the podcast to to explore some other ventures. But I still keep in touch with him a lot. Um, he may actually make an appearance here uh, before too long, but because I, I still want to find out how he f- ended up last year. I know I was kind of ahead of him at the midway point, but uh, he also lives down in Tennessee, so he uh, has a little bit longer of a fishing season than I do.
2: Yeah, actually. but you know what, guys. You guys still owe me that dinner out because I caught more than both of you.
1: <laughs> you, uh, you absolutely did. You crushed us. So, uh, but uh, like I said, I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to going back over um, kind of the some of the tips and uh, tips and tricks that you use. Um, the baits. I know you 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 like to, you know. There's not a ton of different baits that you use. Um, no. Yeah, and you're holding. No,
2: there there uh, aren't. And, that's one of the things that, you know, I have fun doing. Um, I think we all hear the jokes, you know, uh, most fishing lures catch fishermen and not fish. And, you know, for quite a few years, I was um, on the pro staff with Crestliner and I had a a wonderful uh, 2017 uh, Raptor 1850. And that boat came with under the passenger console, a place for six Plano boxes. And when I picked the boat up in April, I put six plano boxes with all sorts you know, crankbaits, jerk bait, all that stuff. Right. I touched them again in November when I turned the boat back in <laughs> because I decided fishing on Lake Michigan and Green Bay as much as I do, and life is short. I was able to the dealership also had Yarcraft, the wonderful fiberglass boats that are when they say an eight, my 18 and a half footer runs like a 20 footer. It does. It's incredible. So I, I just try to keep it simple. Um, You know, the kiss, keep it simple, stupid. For me, it's keep it simple Schultz. And it really goes back to, I mean, I could take a cereal bowl right now and say 90% or more, 95% of the smallies I've caught um, have come on things that I could stick in that cereal bowl. So, you know, if you want um, Sean, you know, for now I could, you know, for the viewers, you know, they want to, and here's the other thing. And I don't, it's sort of what I do with my talks. And I think I'm the only person I've seen that does this back in the, excuse me, back in the day. um, I used to, for my uh, PowerPoint talks or my, I do um, a handout with six slides front and back. So it ended up being about 10, 15 pages. Now I simply do a PDF and anybody that comes to my talks can ask, email me and have a PDF of my talk. And um, so with, with the, the viewers, if any of you, and I, I say this and I actually, people get surprised. Um, if you've got questions, Central at gmail.com, S-M-A-L-L-I-E central at gmail.com. First of all, I'm I'm happy if you're a catch and release person, and you don't bed fish. You have to be honest with me. <clears throat> I'm happy to put you on my smaller email group. Sean's on it. I got about 900 guys on it. It gets growing. Um, but if you have questions of what I'm going to talk about tonight, you don't need to be taking notes all night. You're welcome to to email me, and I can I can fill you in. I apologize. I got a little <clears throat> you know stuff in my throat. I got water here. But, Sean, do you want me to just kind of go through some of the things through the years that I've had such great luck with?
1: Absolutely, yeah. You know, I, I was curious if it's changed at all since 20, uh, 2020 when we had you on before, if, if, if uh, there's been any you know, additions.
2: You know, it has. It actually has. And it uh, two additions, I, two companies, two of their products. But let's go back to, and I know you love it.
1: Yes, sir. Rebel
2: Teeny Wee Crawfish. <laughs> And probably I'm at five to seven thousand. I don't know for sure, five, six thousand smallmouth on this alone. Inch and a quarter, one tenth ounce comes with number 14 hooks. You see them on the front. Uh, I change out to number eights or tens. I prefer tens because they're a little smaller, a little less. I don't like to hurt the fish. It's the only treble lure that I, I use. <clears throat> but this is a phenomenal river lure. I I always get when I'm on a pie. I got to make sure I. It swims nose down. It's a floater diver. It's fabulous for little two and three foot deep little rivers. It's got a tight wiggle. Color in a clear water. The browns, the greens, like what's in there with crawfish might be helpful. But I really think it's the other things I've talked. This has been in my river arsenal from forever. I mean, from 1994 five. when I first started catching smallmouth, um, I, I bought it to fish a pond near my house. Very first cast, I caught two bluegills. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. And then uh, that was 94, 95. I think that that year or the next year, I began using it on rivers. I still, it's always with me when I'm usually in my waders on these small rivers. It's a great, great lure. <clears throat> I should say, the one thing that I think people, um I'm, I'm totally a spinning rod guy until actually today i'm on the uh, st. croix pro staff and have been for 25 years and um i've got two orders in right now and i i've most of my rods this year are going to be the the new victory rods which are phenomenal at i just got my
1: first one yep what what <laughs> i just got my first victory
2: well for the price i have to tell you i fished I got early before the season started last year. They sent some of us a rod, and I had the seven foot three medium heavy. I'm sorry, medium extra fast, and I used it a lot and I loved it. Is so, that the
1: Max Tactical? Is that what that's called? Uh, you
2: know, here's the thing that's interesting. Um, I don't go by those things. Okay. Um, I I'm fishing smallmouth. I'm fishing on rivers, usually smaller rivers, or I'm fishing on big water. Smaller rivers, you know, I don't, if you look at my pictures over the years and when I'm up and most of my big water fishing has been, um, Door County, Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, um, where it, I don't take pictures of anything unless it's four pounds, um, on the rivers, because I'm taking selfies and holding it up or whatever. I, if I hit a two pounder, um, that's what I start keeping track of in my log. Same and I don't keep track of, Hey, I caught 10 three pounders today in Door County. No, I caught four, four pounders and a five and a six. <clears throat> that's how I do it. So um the uh you know, I'm that's how I keep track of that. And uh the um rods that I use are geared to that. On the rivers, I have to say my my favorite uh length and action is the our six ten medium light, extra fast. Um, the Mojo, which is a phenomenal deal with that Avid blank. Um, I'm fishing Mojos, which retail at 140. I'm also fishing Legend X that retail at 400. And next year I'll have a bunch of, uh, uh, I'll have a few of the 610 medium light, extra fast victories. And then I use those because on the rivers, the fish are usually smaller. They, that can throw the teeny wee crawfish as light as it is. Um, I'm using a 10 pound, um, usually uh, Daiwa J braid 8x. I love it, chartreuse or white so I can see it. And I use a fluorocarbon leader, 10 pound. It works great. Um, it also is a great rod for the uh, a couple of other things I'm going to talk about. And when I get to Sturgeon Bay, and I'm using Ned rig. Sometimes tubes on the bottom, swimming the Kitech. Um, I if you would ask me in 2000 and early 2018 or 2018, I would have said, hey, the best rod for these presentations, even up there, is a six, 10, 7 foot medium light extra fast. Well, that was until August 12th of 2018 when I did something I never have had happen. I lost. At least four or five, not four pounders, five pound fish. They jump. They spit the jig with the Ned rig. They did what? And all I could figure was the medium light just wasn't giving me quite the backbone that I needed. So in 2019, up there and to now, I I'm using medium, extra fast, or sometimes a fast. So I just that little extra backbone seems to with those little bitty Nedrig hooks that I use, which I'll talk about, seems to drive it into the jaw a little bit better. And, and uh, so that's what I use. Um, the, um, the Teeny Wee Crawfish is, has been great. If you look at, um, you know, and, and Sean, you had some, but um, I began using in 2007, um, my last day in Door, Door County, my two last days in Door County, when I used to just fish up there in May and June, uh, was the first time I ever used the Kalen's Lunker Grubs. Um, I'm showing you right now the Blue Pearl Salt and Pepper, which is a phenomenal and by far my best color on rivers. Uh, they come in a three, a four and a five inch. I have liked the four inch and have had arguments with some very good fishermen who like the five inch. The reason is the 4-inch still has the thick, fairly long body. It's got still the long, wispy tail. And I use the, and I'm not going to thread it right now, but over the years, I've used and loved the Gopher Tackle, Big John's. Note something, everybody. Note how the eyelet is flush. Faces forward instead of side and at an angle. Well, uh, Gopher Tackle, sadly, about three years ago went out of business. I felt very badly. I don't need to get into the story. But um, I'm excited to tell everybody. And uh, you might have seen it in In Fisherman. uh, Two people that have become friends of mine uh, from Iowa uh, bought Gopher Tackle. And so gopher tackle is back on the you know you can Google it. They make a, they're making all the jigs, the Big Johns, and the neat thing is they're coming with many more colors. And um, for those on my um, email group, uh, they're going to be really excited next week when they get the email with an actually surprisingly great discount for my group. Nice. So nice, No, You know, um, I'm excited because my my guys are going to be excited. I've already had a bunch of people, once they heard Gopher was back in business, they've been buying them. Yeah, And the Gopher jig, it's been great because it's like a two-odd hook. It comes right all the way through the body, comes out right by the tail. They're designed to have the tail swim down, to be honest with you. Swim it up or down, I don't think it matters. Uh, the deal is you swim it steady and as slow as possible. If you tick the bottom, speed it up a little bit. And if you see this in current as I've got a video of that tail just undulates like crazy and I will tell you I about six seven years ago I hit a river in southeast Wisconsin shocked to see it so high shocked to see it so dirty six seven inches of visibility water was flowing and I go darn no I said another word but I said oh hell I'm here let's fish I was shocked to spend two or three hours, catch 35 smallmouth all on this. So I'm thinking there's something going on. These fish are feeling that tail uh, undulating. So the, it's it continues to be one of my all time best river presentations, not probably using it quite as much in, in Sturgeon Bay because a few other things have worked a little better. I will tell you, I've only used two colors pretty much. On the rivers, I'm using blue pearl salt and pepper. And on the clear waters of a place like Door County, um, I can tell you that in 2014, in May and June, I caught 714 smallmouth. I was averaging 46 smallmouth every eight hours on the water. And I caught, you're gonna believe this? I caught all 714 on the four inch Kalen's smoke, salt and pepper, not all but one, all of them. And that, that's still a great clear water color, lakes, rivers, whatever. There, there yep. you go. Yeah. All right, yeah. And, <laughs> it, and it, Yeah, it's got the flex, it, it probably get, looks a little lighter in the water, but those are my two main colors. And, you know, um, Acme Tackle that owns Kalen was right over here, 35 miles from me in Jefferson, Wisconsin. Uh, my friend, good friend, Matt McConich is their national sales guy. And, you know, it's been really a, a great presentation. It's probably the only lure that I've talked about in my talks where somebody actually emailed me and said, Bill, it doesn't work. Literally, <laughs> I've never had anybody tell me it something doesn't work because I use everything before I tell anybody. And I said, well, how are you swimming it? Oh, he said, no, I'm jigging it off the bottom. I go, no, no, swim it as slow and steady as you can. If you tick a rock, speed it up. He obviously emailed me and said, it works. So <laughs> that's how you use the Kalen's Lunker Grub. Those were are, are, are two presentations for me that go back, you know, into the 90s, all the way through the, you know, the 2000s, uh, up through, you know, I mean, the, the Kalen's for me was my prime presentation. Uh, from 2007 late through 2015-16. Um, uh, and that's when I, um, I did a, <clears throat> with COVID, I unfortunately haven't been able to do it the last two years, but I did nine years in a row an event in Southeast Wisconsin called Smalley Night Out. Um, sold out at 130 people every year. I did a talk, brought someone else in. Uh, no one left early because uh, I ran it like clockwork. And at eight forty-five, I started giving away six to seven thousand dollars worth of great items. <laughs> um, I, the last time I ran the event, the Orion cooler, four hundred and some dollars, went before the St. Croix rod. But nobody, everyone who comes in for their sixteen dollars with their buddies or whatever, um, would walk away with a, a, a package of last time Z-Man. Uh, samples, um, a teeny wee crawfish, and then probably the worst anybody got was something worth 15 or $20. So it worked out. It, it, was, it was a great event. I haven't done it. Unfortunately, I'm probably going to not do it this year. And for the, I'll probably send the money back this year. I'll have to write a lot of checks, but I just, you know, it, I don't know when I can do it again. But I used to run an event in, in Sturgeon Bay. Um, and the last time did it, I did had about 50 people and we did it over a weekend. But one of my guys who'd become a good friend wanted to fish with me, so he went out and fished with me. And he this was 2016 in June, and he goes, "Bill, have you ever have you ever heard of the Ned Rig or uh, Z-Man?" And I go, "Well, I think I've heard of the Ned Rig, but I haven't heard of Z-Man." And hey, Sean, by the way, am I okay with my stories?
1: No, you're good, man. Okay, good. I, good. I, I love you.
2: I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, it's what happens. I guess when you You like to tell stories, and as you get older, you tell more stories. But anyways, we went out, and we fished with a TRD and a small jig a little bit around some docks. Caught a few little fish, and that was it. We didn't fish it anymore. Well, August 1st of that year, um, I'd been asked by a friend from Madison. He's, hey, Bill, grab your kayak. Come on around. Let's go up the other side of the peninsula, fish the Oconto River. I oh, go, geez, Steve, it's ninety miles. Uh, I just got up here, so I was lazy and I took. I went out my boat. I went to an island, a mile offshore. Um, I sat there for seven hours in an area about the size of two swimming pools, and I sat there with the green pumpkin goby, TRD, on a one-fifteenth ounce Shroom's Z-Man jig. Caught 62 smallmouth. I thought, wow, this is pretty good. Now, I'm not from Missouri. but I'm from Wisconsin. But anyways, later in the month of August, I'm in Southwest Wisconsin on a little river. And four hours, I catch my first 15 smallies on a little great little lure. I love the Booyah Pond Magic Buzzbait. It's a little bitty buzzbait that's a blast. So again, this is one of my favorites. So 15 fish with this. The next three hours, I go to a Ned Rig with both the TRD and the little Finesse TRD Tube Z. Okay, let's add another 66 (laughs) smallmouth to my 15. That's a pretty incredible four hours. And the neat thing was, in this little bitty river, because the little extra weight... This is getting down If the deep area might be three, maybe even only four feet. It was still getting down into that area where a few of the bigger fish would hang, where even though the Kalins is great, it wasn't getting that deep. So anyways, I'm going, wow, this is the second time. This is great. So one more time, same Island, September 2nd. So we're talking a month. I go out there and I sat there for five hours with the TRD green pumpkin goby and I caught 57 smallmouth. Well, I'm sold. And I will tell you that I'll, a little less this year because of the rivers, but probably before this year from 2016 to 2020, uh, 2020 probably um, well over 4,000 smallmouth on the rig. And the key thing is, and here's the key thing why, you can't just take another cigarette-shaped lure and cut it off. It's the Elastec. It's the buoyancy of this thing that sticks up off the bottom like a little weenie. And in Sturgeon Bay, where there's scum on all the rocks year-round, this doesn't get hung up because it's the little jig sticks into the scum. This sticks above it. This is a one-tenth ounce jig. I'm using one-tenth and one-fifteenth up there, even as windy as it can get. Because with my spot lock on my Minkota, I can hold myself in my Kusa FD, my Jackson Kusa FD. Yep, it's it's wonderful because unlike I love paddling kayaks, but with that pedals, I can hold myself like my spot lock. So if the wind's blowing me. I could hold myself and fish a lighter jig. So, um, the and in fact, I'd say of the five at least five thousand smallies I've caught on the Ned rig, uh, about ninety nine percent with the TRD. It's been green green pumpkin goby, and with the um, the uh, the tubes tubesy, um, I use that more on rivers because it is a little lighter. And it, it, the, with the light jig, it, it bounces a little better off the rocks. I did not get hung up as much. So the Ned Rig with the Z-Man products. And I will tell you that I'm going to show you the jigs that I like. Um, I got these a year before I ever used them. This is the Ned Locks. This is with that little um, lead uh, keeper. Yep. It's really good. Um, I was compared to a little... Uh, piece of wire. It's really, really good. Um, the other, uh, you know, the other of their jigs, are, it's the shrooms and that's got the wire keeper. That's a really nice jig too. Uh, the netlocks come with a, with a little heavier hook. So you tend not to break them or, or bend them as much. So that's, that's what I'm doing. So here you go. We've got the teenwee crawfish, you've got the Kalins, you've got the Z-Man products, which are great. Well, um, a couple of years ago one of the bait shops in Sturgeon Bay that sold uh, and their guys are very knowledgeable they were telling me about say 3 years ago the KaiTech lures and the Fat Swing in particular Fat Swing Impact here's the 3.3 here's the 2.8 um i bought from them uh bunch of 3.8 and 3.3s, which they told me to do. And that fall of 2019, I had some really good luck in the fall, October, with the 3.3. Well, the next year, I began using um, the 2.8. And I can tell you that May 5th of 2020, third day of the season, up there, windy as hell. I went to a secret lake that was blowing 30 miles an hour straight down the lake, and I was at the wrong end of the lake. I was in my Kraken 15.5, which I'll never get rid of, which is a phenomenal big water Jackson kayak that's not made anymore. But anyways, I'm out there in a few feet of water in 25 mile an hour to 30 mile an hour wind, catching uh, three fish from five to almost six plus some fours on just swimming the 2.8 Kitek. So um, the 2.8, I don't know what it is. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people will say, Sean, and you hear it, oh, big, big lures catch big fish. And okay, maybe they do. But my feeling is little lures catch all fish. And I've just had better luck all year the last two years swimming the 2.8 uh, better than even the 3.3. Yet the 3.3 can be pretty good. And I'm swimming, again, these swim great on, you know, the, the gopher jigs. Um, they swim great on, um, I'm, I'm blanking on the, uh, I've got the little package I have the package right here. How's this? Um, there you go. Yeah, I just use these for the first time. Um, Z-Man makes in, uh, this is only the 112th, so great for little rivers, but they make them up to three-eighths. This is their uh, finesse eyes. Uh, kind of cool. It's got that fish look up front, and it's got a little, little heavier hook, and in the heavier weights, the hook's a little bigger. So I've been using these, too. So, you know, just, it's... Obviously the negative Tech. I don't have to tell everybody, you know, the, you see someone saying, God, I've been having great luck with the Kytec. And your next question is, okay, what's the most fish you've ever caught on a Kytec? And they'll go three. <laughs> you know, I did five one time, but three's the next, you know, they are very fragile. And that's one of the reasons why I think they're so good. Uh, they undulate phenomenally. The colors, there's a variety of colors that I use. i become a big fan and, um, Again, nicely, and they're not inexpensive, but they're they're nice. They're they work. Um, I do have a I do have a discount uh, for my my people on my email group. Uh, not a big one, but, but not bad. So I've had just great luck with the the Kytec, and they've been absolutely phenomenal on the Little Rivers and the 2.8. And literally, I'm not exaggerating. I do everything in the world to to give them extra life. I bite them off. I turn them over. And for the the only reason I, I, I'm a little careful about this. Um, I don't like to deposit lures in water, but I will tell you that you get down to where you bit off the end and everything. I've literally swum them back hooked like a darn minnow (laughs) and I'm catching fish. So, um, it's, it's really a, a, a great lure. Now, um, I wanna make sure I don't forget anything. The other other thing, and I bet a lot of you that are listening are big tube fans. Um, I, in my talks over the years, this is my exact comment with a picture of like a two and a half inch, you know, nice, you know, little bulkier tube. I'll say, you know, tubes can be great if you can find where you don't have the rocks. And I'll say in Sturgeon Bay and Door County, um, they can be phenomenal, but with the scum on the rocks, they're really tough to fish in up there in that it's shallower water. Well, that being said, and I'm one of those people that uh, if somebody shows me that something is working, yeah, tell me, how many of you hate being out in your waders, in your kayak, or in your boat? near somebody and they're catching fish and you're not I hate that it just I mean it really gets to me it's the competitiveness but so let's go to let's go to a phenomenal stretch of 10 days in the first 10 days of November of 2020 with air temps 55 to 65 degrees in Wisconsin with water temps, 46, 47, I'm up there. I'm all excited. Ned Rig, Kai Tech, I'm going to, this is going to be great. Last fall was phenomenal. I'm going to have a shot at some big fish. And first of all, I've caught a fair number of six pound fish, um, up until then, my biggest, um, was, you know, approaching six and a half. Um, I will tell you, for those of you that have heard about sturgeon Bay, um, uh, things began going downhill in 2015. I was telling Sean at 14 and 15, Bassmasters named it number one and two in the United States in, 2000, in 2021. It did not make the top 25 in the Central Division. There's things going on. It's still a, a fun fishery, but not the same. But anyways, when you hear people, oh my God, you, know, you, you go up there and you think, hey, six pounders are a dime a dozen. Uh-uh. You know, you're going to have a fairly good shot if you know what you're doing at a five-pounder, occasionally a six-pounder. But when you think going bigger than that – so, anyways, I go up there. I know the dates because it was Election Day 2020, no matter what your politics are. A strange day. And um, I'm up on that Monday way north, and I could usually tell. I have fished uh, 650 days or more up in Sturgeon Bay And I'd been skunked once or twice. Uh, Three, four hours, I could tell. I didn't catch a fish. I didn't know what was going on. The next day, Tuesday, I think it was November 3rd. Again, three, four hours. I, I didn't even bother staying out. I didn't catch a fish. That's never happened. So I go down to an area much closer to Sturgeon Bay. And I'm out there, caught a few fish. And there's a guy up ahead of me. He's catching fish. I got somewhat close, and he didn't mind. We're in deep water, 25, 30 feet. I go, what are you doing? I said, I'm not catching anything. He goes, I'm using tubes. Okay, I got some. So I did a little better. That was uh, Thursday. The next day, <clears throat> I ran into him. I seen him out there again. He's he's a tournament guy. A few weeks earlier, he had caught up 11-pound largemouth to propel him to near the top of a big tournament in Georgia. But anyways, he's from Wisconsin. And he, we, I seen him at the launch, and he said, a certain color. Well, I had that color, and I, I bought a few more at the tackle shop. And I, on November 7th, 8th, and 9th, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, it was amazing. I did uh, 53 smallmouth with 31 fish between five. And seven pounds, four ounces, all on the Boga Grip, 3,500 world record. So we're talking totally accurate weight. Uh, that afternoon on that Saturday, there's my all-time best at seven pounds, four ounces. I got a kick out of it because very close to me, who can't he was there after me, was a Freshwater Hall of Fame fisherman, top guide up there, Dale Storshine Nice guy, great guide, who... Um, few years earlier i after 27 years he said he he was being interviewed finally caught his first seven plus well this was the end of my 26th year and i held that guy big guy up 21 and a half inches i knew it was very big and i i yelled dale my first seven plus so i'm 46 degree water temperature i'm still hustling like crazy took a lousy picture with the windshield camera quickly put it on the the board to just see the length, and, and I'm releasing it really quickly. That thing just flew out of my hands. Well, 10 feet away is Dale Bill. I wanted to see it, you know. And I was, well, there it is. <laughs> so, anyways, that was on, um, not this color, but similar a two and a half inch right bite baits tube. Uh, the next morning, uh, same rod and reel, same tube, all beat up. Um, my number two, uh, only 20 and a half inches. Six pounds, 12 ounces, just a nice, nice fish. Um, I yanked that tube off at that point and saved it. But um, over the next few days, it was, it was just, it was great. Um, uh, the, the reason I mentioned Right Bite Baits, they're in our, Batesville, Arkansas, is that no discounts, no, but I got to tell you, go to their website. You'll be shocked at the great prices on their packages of 10 tubes. And they make three sizes of the insert jigs, and I will tell you that they are better priced than anywhere, and they're really a nice product. I, I, again, had really nice luck last early November uh, up in farther north. Um, I did do my biggest of uh, 2021, which was six pounds four ounces. So, um, but anyways, in you know, colder water, deeper water, I become a, a tube fan. So there's there's another, you know, something new. The other new things, guys, and Sean, am, am I okay with finishing up on this? You're one? doing great, yep. Okay. Um, so I'm having such great luck on the rivers with the Tech fat swing impact, the 2.8. So I also have... And i never ever used them before late summer and early fall. And that is the Easy Shiner, three inches by Tech. There it is. And I will tell you, it doesn't last forever, but it is more durable than the the uh, the fat swing. And it's a really got great, and it was just phenomenal. Three inches, it's just dynamite. And the other similar lure, and I'm gonna, I want to grab the, I might only have, oh, I might only have the 2.5, but it comes, this comes in a a three and a 2.5. It is the Z Man Slim swims as you can see it and the easy shiner they look a lot alike i like be honest with you the 2.5 works fine great i like the three point maybe a little better the uh, three inch um with these though i'll tell you a good story i saw a news release from z-man and i know them really well um and it was two bass pro guys. Uh, one is a friend of mine from Sturgeon Bay. Great guide. Um, he's on the circuit right below Bassmasters, and he won one of those uh, this last fall. But they were talking about using a uh, Z-Man lure, and they each caught a hundred fish on it.
1: On <laughs> one bit. Lower,
2: yeah. Okay, so I emailed my main contact, and I go, hey, I saw the release. That's great. I said, I just want you to know that I've got a Slim Swims that I took off at 150, (laughs) and I didn't have to. So let me tell you, the Slim Swims is a durable little river presentation that is just phenomenal. I was using the Easy Shiner and the Slim Swims for hundreds of fish starting in late summer. And just like the uh, Kalins... All of these swimming, it's slow and steady, no jerking, no jerking and let it sit, no jerk pause, as slow and steady as you can, and they're just dynamite. The thing is, obviously, on these little rivers, you all know this, the pyramid is to where, you know, this last year on the river that I fished a lot, I had a couple three-pounders, a few two-and-a-halves half dozen twos um, in the summer, you're going to get a lot of seven, eight, nine inch, 10 inch fish in the fall. You start, you start for whatever reason, start catching more, you know, 12, 13 inch fish that are a little fatter. So that's it. I, I've i gone through everything. And what's neat is that Sean's a, a kayak guy. I can sit in one of my Krakens with that, that center thin center, uh, compartment. And I can put every lure that I possibly could need with a small thing with my Z-Man and, and, uh, gopher jigs, my water, my camera, my phone, extra couple of towels, all in the, in the center. And, um, that's because I don't take a lot of stuff. Um, when I'm waiting, in my waiting vest. This pocket's got a bunch of Z-Man. This pocket's got the Kitex in my back pouch. I have to reach in there to get my, my little container, plain old container with the the teeny wee crawfish and my jigs. I keep my camera and my, my fluorocarbon in my couple of pockets. I got my BOGA grip in an inside pocket. And I will tell you, please everybody, $130 put a float on it because I lost in this river, one of my, I don't even know when I lost it. So I, I have to do that with my Boga grip and I keep my um, my Gerber fisherman tool, which I, I love, they don't make them anymore. Thank God I got five or six of them, but that's all I take. It's really simple. I'm, I'm out with two rods on the rivers, one stuck in my wader belt and one in my hand and uh, that's it. And in the, ki- in the kayak, I've got my Kraken um, my crate. So I've got a, you know my ram mounts for a couple of external rod holders. I take usually when I'm in the kayak on the water, five rods and reels. So that's, that's how I do it. Now, if I'm in my boat, different story. Um, I'm usually out by myself. So I have six, seven, eight rods ready to go. Um, a lot of times they're either five or six Ned rigs or five or six Kitex and they're leaning up against my back platform. And uh that's how I operate. And um it's uh when I do occasionally have someone with me, it's always frustrating because I have to be a little more careful. I wouldn't want to be a guide. I I I I my guide friends that are with St. Croix, they're usually not using uh Legend X rods at 400 dollars because right that really is frustrating when someone steps on one of those, although <laughs> those rods have a 15 year warranty. So it's, and they take great care of their customers. So I get embarrassed. I broke, uh, two years ago, I, I had the tip break off of uh, two or three rods. And I said, I'm so embarrassed. I don't break rods. They said, Hey Bill, that's really not that that bad. So, but they, they obviously took care of me. So anyways, that's, you know, everybody who's listening, That's my Smalley story and I'm sticking with it. Uh, It works for me. Um, I catch a lot of fish. I enjoy it. I'm careful with the fish, Um, you know, catch and release 100%. I try to get them back in the water. You know, my pictures are selfies quickly in the river or I have my, that same camera. I have a Canon D10 waterproof camera that goes back a dozen years. That's probably taken more pictures of big smallmouth than any camera in the world. <laughs> it's mounted on my windshield of my aircraft with one of the Ram mount camera mounts, which are great. Um, and that's what I do. And, uh, so, uh, again, if anyone, we're, we got some time left, but if anybody does want to email me the smallycentral at gmail.com to get on my group and I don't, Sean's not in Wisconsin. I've got a number of guys that are around the, the country. Usually they're guys that are in areas with smallies, but I most of my people are from northern Illinois and Wisconsin where I've, you know, done so many talks uh, at the shows over the years. So Sean, I'll I guess I'll turn it back to you and you can say, Billy, you know you missed something. And I'll go, I did.
1: Just kidding. <laughs> so uh I mean as usual, tons of great information. And I definitely I'll include um, your email address in the uh, show notes so that uh, if anybody wants to great. to reach out and see if they can uh, see about joining that. I was going to mention there are uh, you do include uh, discount codes with that. So you definitely get something right off the bat almost.
2: Well, you know, I, I wanted to and I brought them up just to show the kayakers. Um, one of the companies uh, I'm up, if you see pictures of me. You, going back at least a dozen years, I'm like a dermatologist's poster boy.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm wearing
2: my Columbia pants. I'm wearing always long sleeve SPF shirts like this nice Jackson one I've got with a a Sims or a Columbia or the the long sleeve, um, you know, workout shirts, a buff hat, Costa Del Mar sunglasses and sunscreen on the little bit of my face that's showing. But I also, like anybody, I mean, probably minor in better shape than most guys my age, but I'll tell you, our hands get hammered where we're holding a rod and reel. I mean, they get hammered, even with sunscreen. So probably about 11 or 12 years ago, I came across Glacier Glove with their sun gloves. and And I'm not exaggerating. I literally have a hard time grabbing a fish without whether it be the real thin nylon glacier gloves, or when I'm kayaking, I gotta tell you, I discovered years ago, their fly fishing glove. It's called their stripper fighting glove. No, it's not what you wear when you go to the wrong place and (laughs) your wife gets mad. I'm just kidding. But The neat thing about it is you've got the the 50 SPF and look at my palm, you've got material, Um, and a little extra material so what you've got is you've not only got on the river or on a lake kayaking a great a great glove for the paddle absolutely phenomenal and and not too bulky you got the sun protection and i you know and they as of um february 1st with all these discounts we're going to have a 40 percent off and no charge shipping and they only they only run like 29 bucks anyways but let me just tell you they're sun gloves and they come in phenomenally cool colors so anyways i got my gloves on right now and uh, i guess i'm ready to do some paddling it's only it's like 30 degrees here yesterday morning was minus eight here no. in southeast wisconsin and up in sturgeon bay where we've got a little house on lake michigan it's like minus 20 so uh, needless to say i'm not an ice fisherman i spend a lot of time i guess thinking about fishing and working on my talks so this is a good tip on on you you kayakers that love to love to paddle which i do too
1: uh excellent yeah no, i i don't have much water open water near me uh, we were John, you uh, in
2: pennsylvania
1: pa southern pa yeah so we uh most of the water near me is frozen i saw a little bit of open water on in the middle of the river uh when i drove across today but It's not reachable by kayak. I'd have to be breaking ice to get out there. So
2: that's always a challenge.
1: My poor kayak is hanging in up in the garage for at least a little bit longer. Um, I've got two
2: hanging in my garage here and I've got two at my garage in Sturgeon Bay on my Malone rack. And my Malone trailer is they store so nice up against the wall. It's, It's up against the wall till probably April.
1: Okay. I know um, one of the questions I was going to ask you, um, We you talked about your retrieve, uh, you know, the slow, just uh, if you start ticking the bottom, then you speed it up a little bit. Are you casting up current, down current, across current? How, what's your uh, strategy there? Okay,
2: I should say with the teeny wee crossfish, first of all, <clears throat> it's bringing it with the current. You always hear about the fish sit with their face in the current waiting for, it can work, but let me tell you, it's really tougher to judge the speed on them, but at least they float. You start doing one of the swim baits, now you're going to have more trouble in the rocks. I tend to cast um, a little bit downstream or cross-current so that I'm able to judge my speed better. And with the teeny wee crawfish, I think that bringing it cross-current or with against the current, that enhances the wiggle even more, and it becomes even more of a a fish-catching magnet. So, I'm downriver bringing back against the current or cross current. I will tell you guys, though, with a little guy like the, the Booyah Buzzbait, wherever I threw that just now, um, that's, that's definitely cross current, bringing it perpendicular to shore. And um, so,
1: I know in my experience with the, the tiny wee at crawl, uh, crawl bait, at least uh, when I throw against current, I can reel it slower when I'm coming that way versus when, you know, yes. I'm almost trying to keep up with it when it's coming, when I'm, you know, casting upstream and bringing it down. But when I cast it downstream and bring it back up against the current, I can go a lot slower and, and really feel that vibration. Uh, Absol- at the that's end of my
2: exactly right, Sean. That's exactly right. It makes it so much easier to fish. You're not guessing. You're not guessing. Oh, geez. Am I, am I doing it fast And old oh, You know, whatever you're, you're going to feel the vibration a lot more and you're going to really know, you're going to be within a much smaller box than when you're coming the other direction.
1: Okay. Perfect. Um, and, uh, on the, uh, on the cut, on the, uh, the Z man and the easy shiner, do you throw those on the same heads, the, the gopher heads or the,
2: yeah, I've used the, the, the lighter, smaller, the, the thing is when I'm, I'm looking at, for example, right here, uh, for, for years, in fact, when I did my talks, um, the old people that, you know, had to sell Gopher provided me with a two-pack that included um, one, the two that I liked the best for shallower water. One was a one-sixteenth Big Johns, and the other one was a three thirty-second Big Johns. Um, I gave away probably six, 7,000 little packets of these because, well, they sold more jigs for them. But they're such a great product. Um, I the problem with the littler swim baits, the 2 odd hook is a little too big. So I mean, to be honest with you, I've even I've even swum. Um, you take a one-tenth Nedlocks with you know that little hook. I've used these or the one-fifteenth. I think going you know one-fifteenth, one-tenth max you know, shallow river and typically one fifteenth 15th is all I'll go. Cause if it's any heavier, you can't swim it slow enough. You're going to get down in the rocks. So, you know, you, you've got to have it so that you're not, you take a little like the two and a half inch slim swims. You know, if I use that's not too bad, you know, getting look at that, you know, about halfway down the body, you start going with a, like the big Johns with the bigger hook. It's a little, a little too far little too right. far down to the tail. Now I know
1: um, when I first, when uh, I remember when Ryan had you on the new show um, and I remember actually emailing you because uh, at that time you had said that uh, gopher jigs wasn't making jigs anymore. Um, and I had emailed you and asked you, okay, well, what do you recommend then? Because I didn't see a lot on the market. Um, since then there have been a few things that came out. Now this is the Z man um, mushroom head. So it's, um, very similar. And I was wondering if you're saying you throw it on the, 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 the 110 um, Nedlocks, this is very similar to that only it has a little bit of a rounded head.
2: Yeah. Well, see Z man actually got some of the molds from gopher. Okay. And now that may, I don't know if that's going to shift or not. Now that gopher has been purchased. Um, I like what I like about what that mushroom head. I do like the, um, the Nedlocks, um, the gophers come with the prongs and, you know, it's, it's okay. Let me get it up here. You know, it comes with the prongs that can still work really fine. Um, I think people have to experiment. Um, the problem is jigs have gotten very expensive, right? You know, you're looking at four or $5 for three, you know, or whatever. And that's where I'm so excited that this discount, I'm not going to tell you how much, but it's, it's more than I, I'm, you know, it, it's, it's really nice and, and they're really excited. You know, I, there's just, you know, I, they're very excited. They're doing a great job and they, you know, it's already been noted in, in Fisherman, and I'm so happy they were, you know, go purchased by such a great couple. And um, it's, it's going to be super because, I'll be using them for some of my presentations and I'll be using, you know, some of the Z-Man stuff for some of them. Uh, it's a matter of finding what, what works the best with the Kytec. You want to, you know, ideally use something that tears them up as little as possible. Right. So, yeah, I, um, you know, I got asked that question when Gopher went out of business. Um, uh, and I said, guys, I, Here's I got a call from uh, Matt Straw and an email from Matt Straw. You know he's the top Smalley writer in the world from In Fisherman. And Matt said, "Bill, have you had any you know contact with Gopher? I said, "You know Matt, not not for a year or so." And he said, "No, me either." And then he goes, "Well, I'm set for a number of years." And I said, "Well, to be honest, I am too." And that's sort of been my not a wise ass answer. That's why I'm so happy they're they're it's back in business. So, again, the guys that love them, and I've got so many that I've turned on to it, they now can get them. And uh, so it'll be great. Yeah,
1: that, that definitely made me excited to hear that because, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, the way the line tie is, uh, there's not many out there like that. And I, I think and they use
2: really, really good hooks. And I, you know, again, nothing against, uh, I mean, Z Man uses a variety of hooks. Um, they're really finesse shrooms, is a great Ned Rig Jake. But in that one tenth, one one fifteenth 15th in particular in the 120th it is a really light hook. I like it for a lot of reasons <clears throat> but it can really you know setting the hook on a big smallie they can bend and then if they bend and the, the fish can get off. Um, the neat thing about the the Ned rig and all of these presentations um, surprisingly with even really big fish, almost never are you not hooking them. In and around the mouth, I wish I didn't have to hook fish at all, but I do like catching them. So the I'm using pretty much I'm only using the only treble I use is a teeny wee crawfish, and to be honest, even the number ten hook is not very big. So mm. I'm not feeling too bad about about hurting the fish. So, well,
1: and I was just going to say that um, I mean I I throw lipless crankbaits, I throw you know uh, square bills and stuff, and the the t- teeny wee crawfish is so much easier to get out to,
2: yeah.
1: to, you know, it doesn't get snagged on my net nearly as much, you know, it, it's just much, much easier to deal with. Well, I can uh,
2: tell you that back in about 2005, when I was with, I, I ran the alumni association for the medical college of Wisconsin and the formerly Marquette university medical school and the president of the, the college and I were heading to, Minnesota and Iowa or Minnesota and, and lacrosse Crosse for uh, some alumni dinners. And I had a, um, uh, a, um, a modified V tunnel hull with a 50 mercury on it. And the, the president of the medical college, a lawyer, was not a fisherman. And I said, hey, Mike, I said, I got an idea. Would you be willing to let me drive, pull my boat And would you be willing to fly back from Minneapolis so I could stay up and fish? He said, sure. He's a great guy. And uh, sadly, he's passed. But um, anyway, so I took, I was going to fish the upper Mississippi, scared the hell out of me, fast, dirty. I was so happy. I did not even put a scratch on the skeg on my new engine, but I ended up going to uh, um, Hudson, Wisconsin on the St. Croix River. Oh, that's a good Smalley River. It's like a long, deep lake. It's over hundred feet deep in some spots, no surprises. So anyways, I'm out there fishing the teeny wee crawfish. And then number 14, I'm getting lazy. I grabbed the line with about a 14 inch Smalley and it got off in the line, like a slingshot, boom, it hits me right in the skin by my tendons. Didn't even hurt. And I'm I'm trying to do the thing you're supposed to do, like cut the hook off, pull, you know. I couldn't get the damn thing cut. It's in my right, you know. I'm, and I finally just go uh, for number a little bitty number fourteen. You know, I just grabbed my pliers and yanked it out. Hardly hurt, like a little mosquito bite. So that's the positive to those little number fourteens. Uh, I got the I've gotten the question recently. If you put a little bigger treble on the back, do you take the treble off the front? I my answer is no, but when that treble does and it will, the hooks start bending. Forget about it. The, the main hook is that number ten in the back, as you found out, Sean.
1: Yes. Yep. No. So, and it, it, I liked. I was super happy with it, and it. You know, it, it, it. definitely. I. I have noticed that. You know, I don't lose fish on it, and uh, it's. It's been. You know, really productive. For well, me that's as well.
2: The, the reason. I tell you, the reason for the, that bigger hook is that the number 14s in current, a lot of fish pull off. And I've, I've had my biggest Menominee River fish many years ago, five and a half pounds on this with the number 14s in both. And my biggest Milwaukee River fish was um, on a, a day in 2007 or eight in the fall, and it was you know 19 plus inches. That was on the number 14s, but I feel much more comfortable. And even the number 10s, they still will pull off in the current, but it happens a lot less. So any other questions, Sean? Um, The only other thing that came to my mind
1: real quick is um, the kind of areas you target. Are you targeting structure or I don't, not sure. Like I fish the Susquehanna a lot, so we have a lot of uh, ledges, um, boulders, that kind of thing. So that's kind of like the areas that I target. But I'm not sure what you know. Your rivers are like uh, if they're, yeah, they're similar.
2: They're not. They're not like the Susquehanna, which is pretty darn cool. I'd love to get there in a kayak sometime. Um, I've been telling people this for a long time since I first met met Jeff Little a long time ago, and um,
1: we just had him on a few weeks ago. <laughs>
2: hey, Jeff's a great guy. He's uh, he's one of only two guys that I actually. Push to get involved with St. Croix. That was a long time ago, but Jeff's a great guy. Um, but no, it's a little different. Our rivers, these little rivers, yeah, they're rocky, but, and there are a few boulders, but usually it's, you know, what it is, is I'm standing in the middle or on the shore casting toward the opposite shore. Okay, You know, trying to find uh, areas that are a little bit deeper. I don't want, you know, 10, 12 inches. It's a little different than what you guys might be fishing. And um, on the Susquehanna, so that's what I look for um, on the the rivers that I I fish in. And you know, a lot of times, not something like the Wisconsin River, which is very it's wide and it can be fairly deep in some places. It's still weightable, but more dangerous. Um, a lot of times, kayaking on a small river, the kayak is your transportation from spot to spot, and then you get out and tie it to your waist. And you fish. That's more what we do. The Susquehanna, I think, is much bigger. It is, uh, but
1: there is definitely spots where you can, uh, and and there are times of the year, especially in the summer, when it does get low enough that I can, you know, get out just uh, and leash it to me and kind of dr- or I'll, uh, you know, ditch my kayak on a little grass island and and go for a wade, sure. you know, in the general area because it it's low enough that uh, it's not dangerous. Um, there's definitely times where that's out of the question, but uh, no, it's- or,
2: Yeah, the, the rivers, the little, most of the little rivers I fish are, are not, you know, it's rare to find something more than four or five feet deep, so.
1: Okay, you know, it, yeah, and the Susquehanna range, ranges, the, the joke is it's, you know, a mile wide and a foot deep, but yeah. there's definitely places, you know, by me um, that are, you know, 15, 20 feet, But generally, that's not where I go with my kayak because that's where, you know, all the jet skiers are and the the big boats. I kind of stay to the shallow areas because I know that they're not going to bother me up there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, We
2: we talked about earlier. Did you anything else you want to touch on? I think I've touched on everything. I'm I'm telling everybody what I use and how I catch all those smallies. So, no, I kind of run dry on that
1: that's good. No. And, and I, and the only thing else I was going to mention is I, I do like a lot of, um, the, the things you talk about with conservation with, you know, you know, being careful when you're fishing with, uh, around beds, try not to bed fish, you know, obviously keep the, uh, catch and release is great. Um, I just, uh, I caught my, uh, PB Smalley this fall. It was, uh, 20.5. Um, and, uh, I was the same way. I was so happy that I caught it, but, Um, I pretty much had it out of the water enough to put it on the board, take a picture and put it back in. After I put it back in, I was like, you know, I probably should have taken more pictures just in case I I wanted to get a a replica of that or something. Well, I will
2: will tell you from a replica standpoint for years, I said, when I go over, when I hit seven, I'll get a replica. Guess what? When I get eight, I'll get a (laughs) replica. So I'm not, I'm, I've got pictures, but no, you know, the, yeah, I'm, You know, like I told you earlier, and again, I did a um, last spring, um, spring of, uh, it was this last spring, um, I did a 3,000 word article Q&A with David Phillip, PhD, the, in my opinion, the leading researcher on smallmouth bass in the world. He's done more studies than anyone else, and not a year or two, we're talking eight to 20 years, and granted, they're on lakes up in Canada, but it's amazing how they did it. Now, do all smallmouth or bass researchers in general agree with him? No. But um, if anybody, again, would like a copy of this article, I'm happy to send it to you. But the bottom line is, uh, and I told you, I mean, back in, in the 97, 98, 96, when I first started fishing up in Door County, Sturgeon Bay, not to be a hypocrite, I, um, I go out and catch a whole bunch of smallmouth on beds. And very quickly, I, f- I figured out uh, it wasn't exciting. It wasn't fun. Um, I like the fact of a grub being swum back, getting slammed much better than watching that bass 10 feet away and trying to frustrate it for 20 minutes or whatever, and then put it back. Um, and then it also began when I saw a video from the Wisconsin DNR of a male bass, and this was probably in year 2000, being taken off a of bed and the gobies inundating the bed in seconds. Well, David Phillip, a PhD, emeritus professor, University of Illinois, uh, heads up the, the United States Fishing Federation nonprofit group. Pretty much that's it this 3000 word article, the bottom line is don't bed fish. Because if I t- happen to accidentally catch a, uh, in shallow, a bed fish um, in Sturgeon Bay, and I put it back as fast as I do, it's still 50 to 100% chance that that bed is not gonna be good because the bass swims back. gobies are already there eating. He's, are they thinking this? I don't know, but they're deciding should I just go and fight another day? And, you know, Gord Pizer, who did a a little thing in uh, Outdoor Canada on my 25,000, Gord is a two Hall of Fames, DNR guy from Ontario. Gord wrote a shorter article with David Phillips, basically saying the same thing, don't bed fish. Um, The, I think it's exciting that the Sturgeon Bay City government is looking at uh, only it may it hasn't happened yet, but possibly only allowing tournaments that are immediate release. We had um FLW and um the major league fishing two years ago up there in the summer and it was the immediate release. Um it it people like that format. My guys on my group like that format. Residents, those of us paying property taxes up there like that format. Um and even the originator of the big tournament up there that he doesn't run anymore. He runs his own. It's, it's, uh, you know, immediate release. I sent him money to help buy the, the Breckman scales, which MLF uses. Um, and it's, I think it's going to go that way because, you know, up there now they've got the largemouth bass virus. We've been seeing the source for three, four years. They'd finally know what it is. That gets spread by contact. So putting fish in a live well to transport to a weigh-in or even to have the trophy shot holding three or four fish, it's not a good idea. And um, the other thing is on big water, my feeling is you're going over three, four footers and running 20, 30 miles with smallmouth and a live well. You can have the greatest boat in the whole world. It's It's rough on the fish. So, I mean, that's just my how i am i don't bed fish i'd love to see all tournaments like the kayak tournaments immediate release and the mlf and i'm you know that's just my prejudice not saying don't have tournaments but just be careful and maybe try not to even have them during the spawn where even immediate release someone can go out and pull fish off of beds you know I have five or six people pulling that same 17 inch male off of a bed not only the bed may not survive that may not, may not survive. I'm, a lot of what I'm saying is anecdotal because I'm an observer, but I think a lot of people would agree with what I'm saying and big time researchers like David Phillip. So if anyone wants that article, you're welcome to email me and I'm happy to send it to you. So I just want to be careful with the fish. I don't want to be too weird, but you know what? I've, I've not lost my interest in smallmouth. I think they are, a one of the prettiest fish out there. They're not slimy. They're 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 pretty. They fight hard. And I I, I be honest with you, uh, it's sort of like my brother who's a big time bow hunter. And he says I just and he doesn't shoot many unless they're true trophies. He says I sure wish I could just do catch and release. Mm-hmm. And that's you know how I am with the fish. I almost that's why I'm down to just using pretty much just one hook and usually a smaller hook. No, so no, as no, little little damage as possible, Sean.
1: That's that's pretty much the main reason I got out of hunting and into fishing was because of the fact that I could, for the most part, catch and release. You know, every once in a while, you know, something will happen that one will get hooked a little deep or something yeah. like that, but that's inevitable. But uh, for the most part, you know, 99% of the fish I catch, I release to happily, you know, swim away, you know. So that's one of the things that drew me to fishing in the first place. I i i hunted. Uh, at first. And I've, I've kind of pretty much switched entirely to fishing now. And that definitely is something I enjoy about it. Yeah. Um, so, well, um, we're
2: going on an hour and 15 minutes. So, um, well, I appreciate it- Sean being on, on the show. I really do. And, um, uh, being able to, you know, spread the gospel about catching and releasing smallies and how I do it, you
1: yep. know, uh,
2: uh, to most of your listeners and watchers, uh, the, uh, you're probably wasting money on a lot of your lures. <laughs> hey, I will tell you one thing that I tried for the first time this year and I, and I actually will try some more. I bought the right hooks, the little VMC uh, spin shot hooks. I tried uh, drop shotting for the first time. Okay. And I, I found it to be, I could see where it could be a really good presentation. I plan to do that a little bit more. And okay. uh, some, actually some of the uh, lures that I've shown you, the small little swim baits actually work pretty good for drop shotting. So.
1: No, the way you were uh, nose hooking that one, it made me think of a drop yep. shot. So, yep. so awesome. Oh, well, um, uh, do you have any, uh, you want to shout out the sponsors? I mean, I know you, you listed a, quite a few already, but well, uh,
2: and I've been fortunate, um, that I'm you know, I'm wearing, I mean, kayaking, you know, Jackson kayak with the great kayaks and bending branches and aqua bomb paddles, Malone racks and trailers, and then, um, I'm kind of like a a man for all seasons. I'm involved with Mercury for uh, how many years now? Going back uh, 15 years, and Crestliner for a long time now with the aircraft. Uh, you know, uh, Saint Croix rods is my longest standing. I like to tell the story about being asked to be on the pro staff in 1998, and wondering why. <laughs> and I thought I better do something to make sure they like me. And so that's (laughs) when I wrote my first article the next year, I did my first talks at a sports show. And so I I can, I can thank St. Croix for all the dozens and dozens of articles and all the talks and, and actually, uh, uh, virtually every smallmouth I've caught has been on a St. Croix rod. So best rods on earth. And uh, uh, I'm never feeling like I'm, I'm, I don't even think about the rods and reels I use because they just, they just feel so great and they work so great. So I've been fortunate and there's a number of these other companies, uh, you know, Ram Mounts, Z-Man, um, uh, Glacier, Glove, Kytec, Kalen's, um, and, and actually a few others. If, uh, I've even got a sunglass company that if you don't need prescriptions like me and only need readers, they're phenomenal for a phenomenal price. So, um, I, again, everything I use, I love, I've used it before I ever, ever, um, got involved. And I think for me, that's important. And, um, I appreciate all their support, but I also think they realize that, uh, it's definitely a two-way street and I actually think they might be getting even more back from me than I'm getting (laughs) from them. So maybe not. It's at least (laughs) 50-50.
1: Um, and lastly, um, just I know you uh, mentioned your email address. Um, where else can folks find you online or on social media? Uh,
2: you know, I've got on Facebook, I've got a page called Smalley Central. Doesn't have a ton of followers. I, you know, I get on like, um, you know, uh, St. Croix Rod Enthusiast, uh, Wisconsin Kayak Fishing Club, some of, the, some of those sites where I'll put, you know, some of the articles and some of the releases that I'm involved with and some of my my thoughts, um, but the, I think as Sean, you found out, I do communicate with my group probably 25, 30 times a year. Obviously there's some discounts which are nice, but I also pass along uh, my thoughts on things that I'm doing. I don't tell exactly where I'm fishing. I'm not a big fan of that. I, I tell you what to look for and what to use and how to use it, that's what I I try to do. And then I use, a another word I use a lot is explore. Because if most people get a get on Google Maps and explore, they're going to find some fun places for uh, catching and releasing smallies.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That's um, uh, when I finally got into a pedal kayak, and my range increased dramatically. Uh, I I found myself just you know going every place and any place I could, you know, exploring and and you know finding some of the coolest little spots that. You know, I bet you ninety percent of the people around don't even know exist because it's it's not super easy to get there. But man, once you get back there, it's a like a paradise. It's almost you know,
2: you know. I, and Sean, you mentioned the pedal kayaks, and again, um, I still have a Kraken thirteen five and a Kraken fifteen five, and I love the Kusa FD, um, especially on the big water. But I will tell, I just want to mention something that I talk about in the talk. I'm going to do a canoe copia. Uh, getting started in kayak fishing, the trend has been I you know to shorter, fatter kayaks. Fine, but I tend to prefer and would suggest people trying to go a little longer with their kayaks. And you know what? Unless you, everybody doesn't need a, a pedal kayak, right. there's still a lot of room for a um, for a paddle kayak. And the other biggest mistake pe- people make: they spend a ton of time finding that perfect kayak. And then they buy a $100 paddle that's got aluminum handles. Let me just tell you, a paddle's going to last a long, long time. So spend some money on a lighter paddle for fishing, a little bigger blade. The Right now, I'd say if you look at weight to value for what you pay, if you look at the Benning Branches Angler Ace or the Aquaball Manta Ray Carbon, they're both at like 225 for 29, 30 ounces. Phenomenal paddles um, that you'll never outgrow. However, personally, I'm spoiled. I, uh, I've i loved my my Angler Pro Carbon for the last five years, four years. That's 25 ounces. And um, so if you're a paddle person or even a pedal person, you know, don't scrimp on your paddle. You will never be disappointed getting that paddle that's under 30 ounces with the, the bigger blades, uh, last you for a long time.
1: No, I, and I freely, I say, I, I love my pedal kayak and I absolutely do, but I am totally in the market now for, I'm, I've been looking at uh crescent for a light one. And with you talking about, you know, being able to fit everything you need in one little center hatch, um, that sounds great to me. Cause that's, kind of what appeals to me with those, um, that kind of why I want to get back into the paddle kayaks is to have almost a throw and go kayak. You know, it, yeah. when I take everything in the kitchen sink with me with my pedal kayak, it, it takes me time to load it up in the truck, to unload it at the boat ramp, you know, to get everything on it, to get out on the water, you know, whereas if I had a, a little throw and go with maybe a rod or two and just a one little, you know, bagger container of my uh my lures you know I, I could get on the water so much quicker so you know yeah i have to tell you
2: I, again absolutely love my CUSA fd i've got it on, on a great malone microsport deluxe trailer that i back right up with the wheels in the water but you know i mean i keep myself in good shape people say "Well, hey bill how come you lift three times a week you're 70 years old and you you do cardio and i say well I have to be able to wade rivers and lift my kayaks, you know, and fish all day. I don't wanna be where I can fish one day and have to take three days off. So, um, but the neat thing about the lighter kayaks is they're easier to get in and out of the water. And as we get older, you know, and I've talked to hundreds of people at Canoe Copia over the years, and they come in and I'm looking for uh, this kayak. I wanna, you know, I wanna be standing up fishing. And I go, okay. How often at 55 years old do you think you're going to be standing up fishing? And they start thinking about it and they go, well, maybe not as much as I thought, but they might be better off. I mean, with a lighter kayak, you know, you always have to, again, people don't always think about the transport, which I do. And that's where you've got a truck, I got the trailer. If you're going to put, you know, your, your kayak on your Malone rack on your car or your vehicle, you need to be able to, if you're not, if you're alone, I mean, hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a perfect example. Back in 2010 or 11, I, I, I'm out on a back road with a 14-foot kayak that only weighed 80 pounds. My vehicle was a little bit at a slant. I had a flag a guy down to help me lift it on my, my vehicle, and the guy was so nice. took him a minute. I would have said to the guy, to me, Did you think about maybe you might have trouble? He's so nice, but you do have to think about those things, you know.
1: No, and 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 not just can you do it when you you know are at home and you you're you know throwing it up there to get onto the water, but you got to think about hey, if I spend eight hours on the water paddling, are my arms going to be able to lift this back on top of my car when
2: I get? Listen, when you get Sean, when you get to be my age and you're in a kayak for four or five hours, I think back to the old. uh, Laughing days with Artie Johnson on his tricycle, and then he'd stop and he'd fall over. Hey, when I get out of my kayak, I have I hang on to it, so as I stand up and my knees straighten out, I don't fall over.
1: <laughs> no, I, I definitely I hear you there. It's it's something to to be to keep in mind. But um, again, there's there's so many kayaks out there now. Um, just experiment, find the one that works for you. Yep. You know. You know, do your
2: research, do your right. research and buy. And also I don't, I'll, we'll stop soon, but don't just put a whole bunch of stuff on it before you use it, use it first and then decide, Oh, do I need these external rod holders? Do I need the anchor? Do I need a trolling motor? Do I need this? Do I need a locator? I have to tell you all the times I've been on the water or granted a lot of times it's up and where the water's clear and I know it. Well, I've never had a locator on uh, any of my kayaks at, there's been a few times I wished I did, but I don't. So anyways.
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, guilty of that. I, when I first started, I loaded up my kayak and if anything, like I said, when I look at this new paddle kayak that I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking to simplify not, you know, get crazy. So.
2: Well, yeah. So anyways, well, good luck with that, Sean. And again, yeah. thanks. Uh, really yeah. Appreciate you having me on. And I, I look forward to hearing from some of the viewers.
1: Awesome, man, Bill. Well, thank you again, and uh, we will definitely have you on again sometime, maybe well, when you hit 30. That sounds there like a you, good. I was milestone. just gonna say,
2: hey, I'm, get, I'm getting close to 30,000.
1: So, yep, awesome, man. Well, we will uh, definitely bring you back when you hit that and um, you know, see what else you've learned in the meantime. Good. Okay, thanks, Sean. I appreciate well, being on. Thanks. No problem, man. Thanks, guys. Uh, everybody who's listening, thank you for checking us out um check the show notes for all the information about bill and um we'll catch you next time this has been the Bass fishing for noobs segment on the paddle and Fin podcast where we bring you the techniques the tricks and the tips to help you rip more lips have a good night guys